1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order. Additional terms apply.
3: It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
4: Uh, Welcome to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. I am flying solo this week, Scott Holler is uh, is out of town, and you know what? Perfect week for him to be out of town because we're talking fast-pitch softball for the entire two hours. They had their state tournament. They have an all-star game coming up uh, this week on Tuesday up in the Wisconsin Dells area, and we're going to talk to a couple of guys from the executive board, and then we're going to talk to coaches and players that have won state championships this year, and I'm really looking forward to talking to Brian Johnson uh, from Catholic Memorial and Abby and Cassie Smith uh, Don Schimmick from Mishicot and Kelly Kruger from Michicot. We'll be talking to the head coach from Dodgeville. We just got to really, it's going to be a fun show. And I don't get a chance to talk fast pitch softball a whole lot. Uh, but the first guy that I reached out to, he is Greg Lampy. He is the executive director, awards chair um, for the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coaches Association, which I don't spend a whole lot of time with. Or, or talking to. So I really appreciate not only Greg coming on, but next segment, we're going we'll to talk to Brad, who's the president of the executive board. Um, Greg Lampy, he has uh, been around softball for a long time in this area. How you been, Greg?
5: I've been fine, Mike. Thank you.
4: Yeah, you bet. As I talk a little bit, Um, about the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coach Association. Before I get into some of the things that you do, we're going to talk to Brad in the next segment, but I want to talk a little bit and at least mention some of the other people on the executive board because when I talked to you off the air and I talked to Brad off the air, you guys both said the same thing. Look, this isn't just us. you got to understand that there is um, some people throughout the state of Wisconsin that care a lot about uh, girls' fast pitch softball. And I just want to say thank you to people like Cindy. Is it Cindy Souse? Cindy Cease. Cindy Cease. And, and uh, Tammy uh, Rademacher, who I'm going to say, uh, say special thanks to her because the website is really good. I, I'm really pleased with the amount of information I can get uh, from the website. It's WFSCA.org if you need more information. Um, and, and thank you to Tammy. Um, Jane Briel who is the treasurer, uh, we want to say thank you to. And, and I'm sorry that I'm just naming names, but these are people that I think we have to, and you would agree, I think, Greg, um, tell them thank you for the am- amount of work that they do. The two guys that are having a busy week, um, Jared Faraday and uh, Tim Whitford, who are the uh, all-star coordinators, they've got a big week coming up. Um, Jeff Agnew, Hall of Fame coordinator, want to thank him. And then from the different districts, District 1, um, Tom Droner is District 1, and Dave um, Borge is there as well. Um, Melinda Hall is in District 2, along with Sue Uh District 3 is Jamie Olson and Jeff Hodson. Um, John Ruffalo, who is a Kenosha Bradford guy, he's in District 4, along with uh, Scott Ritzma, which I, I just think it's really important that when you tell me that off the air, Greg, and then Brad says the same thing, I think it's important that we take a minute to just say thank you to the people that just put a lot of time into the, the sport of, of fast-pitch softball.
5: No, absolutely, Mike. Uh, these people are just uh, fantastic. Um, they're uh, unselfish work. Uh, it's unpaid positions. Um, they really are uh, top-notch when it comes to the softball programs that they coach and supporting the kids and coaches throughout the state.
4: You know, big week for you guys. Uh, state tournament was a couple of weeks ago, and now on Tuesday, uh, this week, uh, this coming Tuesday, um, up in Wisconsin Dells at the Woodside Sports Complex, um, the All-Star Games are going on. And I I have to tell you, looking at the, the game sp- schedule, if I was available to, to get out of here and head up there, I I could spend the whole day pretty much walking between four fields and seeing some of the best seniors that our state has to offer.
5: Absolutely. Um, We've been doing this all-star program now for the uh, seniors since 1996. And uh, every year we go through and pick the uh, top seniors from divisions uh, 1 through 5, and uh, we pair them up on teams, and we basically play our own Robin tournament as a showcase for those kids.
4: Man, I love that, by the way. I, the, the fact that they get to go one more time and play uh, some high school softball on, on Tuesday, July 13th, and the games are at 9 o'clock, 10.30, noon, one thirty, and 3 o'clock. So you want to get your fill in? There's four diamonds, four fields uh, fields nine, ten, eleven, and twelve at the Woodside Sports Complex in the Dells. and you'll get a chance to see the best senior softball players that our state has to offer. And you know what? if, if you're looking for something to do go out there and support them. they they have been they've put so much sweat equity into the their programs and their communities and their game. That, that they really, we should have a big crowd uh, could go out and, and get on your feet and, and cheer these seniors that are going to be out there uh, for that. And, and I just love the fact that you guys do this, and, and I thank the, the guys that put in all the work to get this thing done. So so well done um, to them. Hey, let's talk a little bit about this year, Greg. And before we do that, how long have you been on the board?
5: Well, I've been a board member uh, since 1987. Wow. Okay, so uh, we've seen a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of progression, uh, which is very positive for the sport. And uh, we're going to continue to work as hard as we can to promote uh, fast pitch softball in the state and uh, get our kids the recognition that they deserve.
4: You know, Greg, it's funny that normally every other week I do this Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show, and my co-host is Scott Holler, the AD and baseball coach at Oak Creek. Now he he kind of took over for you, right?
5: That's correct. Yeah. So, when I retired in 2014, uh, Scott took over for me as the athletic director at Oak Creek High School.
4: So, may, look, maybe you're doing such a good job that we kick him to the curb and you take over his job as my co-host on these shows.
5: Well, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> if, you know, if time warrants it, we'll see what goes on,
4: Mike. Yeah, Greg, I'll tell you what. I uh, I don't get a chance to talk about, about fast-pitch softball enough um, throughout the year. And I do a high school show every Saturday from 10 to noon. And so when I do get a chance, I try to jam pack it as much as I can in to be able to highlight what you guys are doing and, and to have you on. And, and again, you're, you're in New Berlin right now. So you're close to where I'm at and you're in this area You've seen a lot of growth when it comes to, to girls' soft pitch, uh, fast pitch softball, not only in our area, but throughout the state of Wisconsin. And I think the growth just continues, correct?
5: Yes, it does. Uh, we started out uh, you know, way back in 1976 when WIA first sponsored softball. Um, we've moved around the state as far as our clinics are concerned. Um, we moved from the Saratoga Complex, where we had our state tournament for twenty-five years, and we finally uh, moved that up to uh, UW Madison, when the Badgers play.
4: You know, that's one part I wanted to, to talk a little bit with you. I, I, um, I love the fact that they have uh, fast food softball up in Wisconsin. I'm hoping one day they get baseball back because I think that uh, that they need it up up at Wisconsin. Uh, I can tell you this that I was in Denver, Colorado. Um, last week uh, I was officiating a wedding up in the mountains and when we were near the airport I've never seen so many um, girls uh, with softball bags from all over the country and as we were coming back we got on a, a bus to go from our rent-a-car place to the airport and there was a girl and she had her softball bag and her dad and her mom and, and I started talking to her she's a U-12 out of Illinois. And I asked the dad, how good is the team? And he said, you know what? I'm really good. In fact, um, we just beat a team in this tournament that will probably be ranked number one in the country. I go, what? He said, yeah. I said, they have that? He goes, man, he just started laughing. His wife started laughing. And I said, let me tell you what I do. And he said, well, you, you better start spending more time in fast pitch softball. He said, I'm telling you, this thing is still on fire, and it's growing every year. And you either get on board or you get out of the way. This is a guy that I had just met, and I started laughing. And I said, well, I'm going to be talking about it this week. And he said, you know what, you should, because these girls work really, really hard. When when you've seen this this growth, do you, do you continue to see the growth um, in, in club softball and at the high school level?
5: Uh, yes. Yes. The uh, club softball travel teams are very, very popular now. Um, these, these kids are playing, you know, 70, 80 games, some of them in the summer. They're traveling all over the country. Uh, they're playing in these uh, big tournaments where they're trying to get better. And a lot of the development for the high school is coming from these kids that are playing travel ball.
4: Well, that's great. We're talking to Greg, Greg Lampy Again, he's been in and around uh, fast pit softball for a long time. And he's the executive director and awards chair um, for the Wisconsin fast pit softball coaches association. And we're going to have uh, Brad, Brad Sernoski, Sernoski. I'm close with that. Greg, I'm terrible with last names, but he's a good Polish boy. We're going to have him. He's the president, of the executive board on on next, and thank him for the amount of time and and effort that that you guys put in. And and I have to tell you, Greg, guys like me have to do a better job of 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 talking about your association, talking about the work that you guys are doing, and more importantly, talking about the girls, the coaches, and communities that have fully embraced fast pitch softball in the state of Wisconsin.
5: Absolutely, Mike. Uh, we would really appreciate it, um, and, I'm, and I know for sure that the coaches and the players would greatly appreciate it. Any time of, you know, they can get any type of acknowledgement is awesome because these kids, as you said before, and coaches put in a awesome amount of time to develop their kids and to develop their program. So uh, we're going to keep working at it and try to get better as much as we can and make it best for the uh, kids in the state.
4: Hey, th- Greg, thanks a lot for your time. Tuesday, July 13th, coming up, a couple of days from now, on Tuesday, again, up at the Woodside Sports Complex in Wisconsin Dells, the Senior All-Star Games. And uh, go on the website, and, and again, I, I thank um, them for, for for updating this website, as nice as they have, and everything that I need for the interviews that I'm doing today regarding girls' fast pitch softball here in the state, I can go on this website and, and I can get that information. It's WF sca.org, and take a look at the game schedule. And if you're looking for something to do on Tuesday, Wisconsin Dells is not very far from this area. Get in the car, drive up, and you can watch uh, really good fast pitch softball from the best we have to offer in the state of Wisconsin throughout that day. Again, Tuesday. Uh, July 13th. Hey, Greg, thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person one day and we'll have that sc- that conversation about Scott Holler. If we should kick him to the curb or I should keep him as my co-host.
5: <laughs> okay, Mike. Thanks for the uh, interview. I really appreciate you uh, putting us out there for everyone.
4: You got it. He is Greg Lampe, Executive Director and Awards Chair again for the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coach Association, where you get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the president of this board. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The fan, we are now joined. He is the president of the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coaches Association. He's Brad, Cer- pronounce your last name. Saransky. Saransky. I should know that since I'm married to Popolinski. Brad Saransky, Fall Creek High School, has been the president for five years, and uh, part of the board for quite a while. Hey, um, Brad, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. We're talking fast pitch. We're talking girls softball on the entire two hours today show. And you guys, uh, first and foremost, you got a great event coming up. I uh, got an all star game coming up on Tuesday, correct?
6: We do our all star series is on Tuesday in Wisconsin Dells at Woodside uh, Woodside Parks. Uh, it starts at nine o'clock with the first set of games, and then goes through most of the day. Uh, an opportunity to celebrate many of our talented seniors uh, throughout the state well
4: I'll tell you what how fun would this be to just go up there at, at uh, Woodside Sports Complex on Tuesday July 13th you can walk around these fields and watch some of the best softball that this state has to offer and I I, I would if you're going to be up in that area if you're looking for something to do on Tuesday you know head up to the delfts and from Milwaukee it's it's you know an hour and a half hour 45 minutes. Head up there and and walk around Fields 9, 10, 11, and 12, Woodside Sports Complex, and, and celebrate these seniors have who have just done a great job. Hey, you know, the last year was so difficult on, on everybody. And talking to some coaches, for some reason they said, look, I, you know, I don't know why, Mike, but it, it was it was maybe more difficult on some of us in the softball world um than it was maybe in some other sports because it was just, you know, we we had we we had things going here for a while, and to be able to not you know play and not not practice with some of our players, um, it, it just it, it was just so difficult. And it seems like it was a common thread when I talked to softball coaches. And your are feeling on that, Brad? How did how did last year go for you?
6: I, I agree hundred percent. I think it was just difficult for our athletes, uh, all the girls that put time and effort into the sport of softball. And any other spring sports as well, but to not have a season at all and really not have uh, for those seniors that year have that final year and every uh every group that was in school lost a year of competition um so I think it was very difficult uh for a lot of kids um and a lot of the coaches i mean it's a passion for our coaches in the state to do that kind of thing and interact with the kids and and the, the thrill of competition and uh, it was, it was really sad that, that that it had to be that way, but um, I do think that uh, this year, as the season went on, there was a great rebound by our, our athletes and our coaches.
4: Hey, um, you know, we, we talk with the guys from the Wisconsin uh, Baseball Coaches Association and the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, and I was a high school basketball coach for 36 years, so I talked to Jerry Pettigrew and the guys um, on that board as well, and I have not talked... With, with you before. Um, can you tell me a little bit uh, about the Wisconsin Fast Foot Softball Coach Association? Um, have you guys been around for a long time? And talk a little bit about, uh, as the uh, president of this executive board, what are some of the things that, that you guys uh, are trying to accomplish?
6: Yeah, it's been around since we started the, the, the sport long before I was involved. Um, the association itself, right now we have eight district representatives. Uh, we have uh, six others that are board members that help out in a variety of ways. As far as what we try to do as an association is just promote and celebrate the sport of softball throughout the state of Wisconsin. Our board is extremely passionate. Every member of that board works their tail off to improve the sport across the state for the players, for the coaches, for the parents, and for the spectators. Um, I'm really just honored to be on the board and working with so many talented coaches that are really passionate about doing the best they can for for our athletes in the state.
4: You know, um, looking at some of the Hall of Fame inductees, and I know a few of them, Dave Keel, who I'm just a huge fan of, um, 2016 inductee, Joel Clawson, who I've known for a long time, 2020. And there are some names, you know, on on this list that if if you've been around here at all, you know, if you know anything about high school athletics, there's a a, a bunch of names that jump off the list. And I love the fact that you guys celebrate – you know some of the people that have given back to the to the game of, of fast pitch in the state of Wisconsin and and keep doing that because I think it's just so important for your
6: sport. Oh, leg- legendary coaches. There's a lot of legendary coaches that laid the found work for the coaches that are coaching now and all the athletes throughout the throughout the years. Uh, we do have a Hall of Fame induction this year on Sunday, uh, prior to the All Star Series. Usually that's during our clinic, so we'll be inducting five new members again this year. And uh, you know, it's really a celebration of all the time, work, and effort, and really the relationships that they've built, built with all their athletes. One of the things that I really enjoy is just listening to the coaches talk about their journey and all the lives that they've touched and have touched their lives throughout the, the great sport of softball.
4: You know, let's uh, let me uh, let me just name the the inductees for this year: Rich Anderson and Jeff Agnew, Jack Miller, John Rosenberg, Ken Stilly, and and Tim uh, Whitford. Are are the the six that are going in um, this year, and I know that that uh, this is probably not a good question, but to ask you to pick one or two um, of those, all six are going in the Hall of Fame. So I know that that they've all had just a great, a tremendous impact on on what you guys are doing. But Jack Miller from from Greenfield High School, he's down in this uh, this neck of the woods here in Milwaukee. And uh, I love the fact that uh, that Jack is going in. He coached varsity softball for, for 30 years, 29 at Greenfield High School, and well-deserved um, going into the Hall of Fame this year.
6: You know, without question, Jack is right on the list with those other five members. And all the coaches have done just a fantastic job promoting the sport. I think a lot of these legends are still from the inceptions of programs and things you talk about 29, 30 years. A lot of the coaches – um, either at the beginning of the program at the school or potentially one of the first uh, co- first two or three coaches that that school's had. So if you think about the impact, not just on the sport of softball, but in that community with having a coach like Jack and many others that, that have really put their stamp on that school, it's really, really impressive.
4: We are talking with Brad Chernusky. He is the president of uh, the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coaches Association. And I can tell you that Jeff Agnew, From Fort Atkinson, I tell a story all the time, and he was part of it, to be honest with you. Uh, Brad, I I did a segment for a, a a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and we would go in different communities throughout the state of Wisconsin. My job was to do sports for a minute. And I think three or four years ago, we were in Fort Atkinson, and they had a really good softball team. And he did a great job and a good program. And so I talked about it. And I, they had a big-time pitcher at that point. And, and I said, "Which hey, who's the uh, the big-time pitcher I keep hearing about? This girl raised her hand. I said, why don't you warm up because I'm going to get in the batter's box. I'm going to take you deep. And she said, really? I said, yeah. Well, I, I'm telling you, man, she got warmed up in this little blonde catcher who was very nice to me until she put she put on the catcher's gear. And she, I get in the batter's box. She goes, hey, outfield, come on in, no hitter. I go, are you kidding me? She goes, you're not touching this. I this, this pitcher looked over at Jeff and he put two fingers up to his cheek she threw a pitch I never saw it Brad I swear to God and I'm a decent athlete I never saw it It hit the catcher's bit and I said well that was outside the catcher goes are you kidding me it was right down the middle one pitch I hit to the second baseman And the pitcher got mad. I go, what are you mad at? She goes, I didn't want you touching my stuff. I said, well, I'm going to go lefty. She goes, can you hit lefty? I said, I can hit you lefty. Because, again, I'm 100%. I was talking smack. And I did like an Ozzy Smith and bunted one down the third baseline. The third baseman picked up the ball and cracked up laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? She was out have throwing you out by a mile. I'm like, what happened to these nice little girls? And Agnew was over there just laughing. He thought that was the funniest thing of all time. I got to be honest with you. Hey, Brad, when, when you talk about being the president of this executive board, look, I know that that it, it's not just you. Because I know that Cindy must do a really good job. And Greg, who we talked to, uh, Lampy, has done a great job. Uh, there, there's a number of people that really help you make this thing go throughout the state for sure, correct?
6: Correct. This is a 100% team effort. Our board is awesome. Every member of the board works their tails off, whether it's putting meetings together, whether it be meetings that we have as a group to make tough decisions like we had to do during last year's COVID uh, situations, or just connecting with coaches and, and getting their input on whether it's players that we have to talk about for all district, all state kinds of things or ideas they have to make the game better. A lot of those coaches also then are, are working with the WIA and their advisory council to help bring those ideas um, to the WIA. And it really, it's, it's really been an honor and a pleasure uh, for me to work with all these great coaches for the last uh, several years. Um, and it, it's 100% a team effort. And 100% some of the most passionate coaches in the state of Wisconsin that are looking out for all the kids are on that board.
4: Talking to Brad Saransky, he's the president of the Wisconsin fast Foot Softball Coaches Association. I have to tell you, I want you to give kudos to Tammy. Um, Tammy is, is the secretary, and, and she handles the website, and your website is really good for a guy like me. You know, I don't I don't know a ton. Um, I haven't spent a ton of time on the Wisconsin Fast Pitch Softball Coaches Association website. But, boy, it's a really good website with a lot of really good information and just, you know, updated information on all this stuff. And, and I know that it is a it is a team that does all this. But please tell Tammy that from a guy in Milwaukee, uh, thank you very much for, for keeping this so
6: easy and updated for a guy like me. I will definitely pass that along. And Tammy does an incredible job. Putting all that stuff together and getting all that information out, we're really lucky to have her on the board. So I'll pass that along.
4: Please do, Brad. I can't thank you enough. I I really appreciate um your time and and again, guys. If if uh, on Tuesday, if you happen to be up in uh, anywhere near Wisconsin Dells, stop at the Woodside Sports Complex in the Dells Tuesday, July thirteenth, which is coming up, and there are games going on. Literally, um, all day, four fields. And you can see the best seniors in the state of Wisconsin competing against each other. And uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., there's games going on. Um, You want to go over there, again, Woodside Sports Complex, and, and just cheer these girls on. They've given a lot of sweat equity. To the game of softball for the state of Wisconsin, and uh, let's make sure that their last time playing playing softball uh, in high school that uh, we get a big crowd out there to to cheer them on. Hey, um, Brad, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time. Keep up the good work with the uh, Wisconsin Fastpitch Softball Coaches Association.
6: Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. And definitely, if you can get there up there on Tuesday, it'd be an awesome event.
4: Man, that's awesome. We're gonna get to a break. This is the pick and save. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan we are now joined by the head coach, state champion, head coach from Dodgeville. He is uh, Gene Van Dyke. Coach, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your your time, and congratulations on uh, on a state
7: championship. Well, thank you very much. That's appreciated. Hey, Coach, I'm
4: looking at uh, this year, 28-3. and 3, um, You guys tied for the conference win uh, in the conference, I think with River Valley and they were a little bit of a thorn in your side for you this year.
7: Yeah, in fact, they actually ended up winning it. That's first time we'd lost to a conference team in probably 25 games. And so they ended up one game ahead of us oh, for the conference ground.
4: Okay, that's right. Nine. They were 9-1. You guys were 8-2. Um, Coach, did you know coming into this year that you guys had a chance to be really good?
7: No. No. <laughs> uh, we only had three returning starters from the 2019 team, and I knew we had uh, uh, some quality players and young girls and whatever, but no, I didn't have an expectation of being a super team like we would have been in 2020. Hey, how long have you coached at Dodgeville? Uh, been the head coach 31 years. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: that's Man, that's awesome. 31 years. Been to the state championship game two other times in in uh, it looks like 1992 and 2000, and when we talked off the air, you said, "Man, I needed we needed to get this win, you know, for my sanity a little bit. I needed to get a I needed to to finally finish the deal." And getting to the state championship game is an unbelievable accomplishment, and then to get that win and and to kind of get that monkey off your back a little bit has got to be a great feeling for you.
7: I think that's the best way to put it. Is that it just felt a tremendous uh, amount of relief to finally get it done.
4: Hey, coach, when you look at at the journey of of this team, and and we're not going to have time to go through the entire kind of year, but there are some things, and especially come tournament time, that when you look at it, you know you beat Broadhead two to one, and then out who is a really Great softball, fast pitch softball program. You beat them one one zip, one zip um, in extra innings. When when you got that win on on June twenty third, I would think that night when you got home, you had to think, man, okay, that 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 may have been the one that that was the most difficult for us. Let's hope we can go and beat Lamira and whoever we play in the finals, and you get be, you guys beat Prescott. Five to three, but that one to nothing win against Poinette had to be one of the more nerve wracking games you've ever coached in.
7: Yes, it was. Uh, you know, we've been battling Poinette forever. Uh, three times they'd beaten us and won the state championship, and then uh, one year we beat them and ended up with the silver medal. So, uh, yeah, it was nerve wracking. Hey,
4: can you talk about how you guys scored in the bottom of the ninth? Uh, to win it one nothing. You know, you guys had seven hits. They had five. This game, zeros all across the board. And and they Poinette had zeros all the way through nine innings, and you guys scored in the bottom of the ninth. Can you talk a little bit about how that happened?
8: Oh, uh,
7: well, we got a runner on base, and I had a senior who was a jackrabbit and never really got to do anything but run for me. And the big play was she stole third base. So we ended up, uh, I don't think we had any outs and had the bases loaded. And then uh, we hit a ball up the middle. They brought their infield in, and we hit a a grounder up the middle. And as soon as that ball started up the middle, I started to walk off the diamond. There wasn't any question. They had no shot at getting that kid at home. And we had the thing on film, and by the time the shortstop got a hold of it, our jackrabbit was about one step from home plate. So she hadn't even released the ball to first, which, you know, you can say, well, she should have thrown home. Yeah, maybe so, but it, it was totally irrelevant. So, did, you know, it's quite a way to, way to end it.
4: Did the entire team go in and uh, and just um, mob Lucy on that? Because she's the girl who had the RBI, and Paige is the girl that scored. And I would assume that, that everybody from the team just rushed out in the field for that one.
7: They did, because that's probably the biggest win of the year, uh we beat, I think, four, we played four D1 teams, three of them ranked, and we beat three of the D1s and ranked D2s and whatever. And those were kind of exciting. Some of them won extra innings for us to win. But I think the deal with Poinette and getting the state was just probably really the most high point of the year until the state championship. Hey, can we
4: um, quickly just talk about Annika Lord? She was the pitcher in that game and gave up five hits, no runs, five strikeouts, and one walk. Which I think in in a game with that kind of pressure, for her to be able to 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 go on that mound and have one walk through the literally through nine innings, I think is really impressive and only give up five hits, no runs, and uh, you got to give her a lot of credit, Coach.
7: She seems to to not feel pressure. I'm sure that's not true, but she never shows it. She does her thing. She doesn't get rattled, and she doesn't change. Uh, So that serves her really well in tight situations, and she'd been through a number of them. We went 12 innings, you know, one-run win against Mount Horeb, and runners on base now and then, but just doesn't seem to change. So uh, I can't say enough. Now her mother – Was a pitcher on our first uh, team that won the runner up state tournament. So, you know, and I coached the mother and the daughter. Wow. And I've got other daughters on the team of people that I coached back when. So,
4: well, yeah, she certainly was the, the girl that you gave the ball to the most. She was 17 and two. Um, Audrey White was eleven and zero. So you know your your pitchers certainly played and pitched awfully well for you. Were they both seniors, Coach?
7: No, uh, Audrey was a senior and Annika was a junior. Boy, and so- uh, basically, uh, Annika was not. I benched her the first three games of the year uh, for something that she did she shouldn't have, and okay. so she got benched. And then after that, she finished the games for Audrey. Audrey would go four or five innings and Annika would fix it. And then as we got going along, it became apparent that who really was the number one pitcher as well as Audrey was doing, Annika had, had better stuff. And so finally she got to throw full games and then took over the pitching duties, uh, later, latter part of the year.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, and that's look I, I've coached basketball a long time that, that that is tough on a coach to, to to say. Okay, look, we're having a lot of success here the way we're doing it, but but it's it, this is the way we're going to go from here on out, and and that obviously was well received. I'm, I'm sure there was a few hurt feelings and maybe some some people not not you know questioning. Are you sure you want to do that? But as as a coach, it's been around a while, coach, you, you made that decision and obviously it worked out really well for you guys.
7: Well, it's tougher yet because. Her mother's my daughter, making making (laughs) Annika my granddaughter. So you got to worry about people looking at that. But the thing is, Audrey's played a tremendous amount of high level ball and is a fierce, fierce competitor. And, you know, we're talking about it, and she said, you know, I'd throw Annika in practice very occasionally. do it. And Audrey says, in any question, she's got as good or better stuff than anybody I've faced in any of the club ball. And so being the competitor she was and whatever, I think she recognized for our team's success that it was going to have to go that way. And then Audrey's a tremendous hitter in third baseman. And after a few games, her average probably jumped 75 to 100 points. And I said, I probably just took too long taking the ball away from you (laughs) so you could go back to hitting instead of have the pressure of pitching. Hey, I don't I, know if it's true or not, but it sure made a difference in her, in her hitting and play.
4: So, the girl that you had bench the first three games, and I, I could care less what she did. It doesn't matter to me. But you're, that's your granddaughter. Correct. Oh, man.
7: It was, t- a, it was a tough life lesson that she needed to learn. And uh, it was hard on her. It was hard on me. But I had the support of her mother in doing it and whatever. So... Uh, I think in the long run, it it paid some dividends. Number one, she learned what it was like not to get to do what she was good at. And that was really important for her to take uh, a better attitude on the importance of her actually performing at the level she could.
4: Wow. Coach, I'm a grandfather of four grandsons. And man, oh man, I give you a lot of credit. And I give I give your daughter a lot of credit, too, to be able to say, no, this is the right decision. Who's a better player, by the way, your, your daughter or your granddaughter, you think?
7: Uh, they're different. My daughter is a power pitcher. She went to college on a softball scholarship and then threw professionally in Europe. Wow. And uh, was an athlete that that is all. She was the first uh, girl to go into the Dodgeville Hall of Fame and uh, just an athlete that you couldn't even begin to imagine. Uh, this one here, though, actually, in my mind, I'm a better pitching coach, and as a result, she's got tools my daughter didn't have. My daughter had, had velocity and some movement, but Annika has got tremendous ball movement. Can't tell you why, but we work on it and whatever, and, and she's actually a, a, a pitcher instead of a thrower.
4: Wow. Does she have um, some aspirations of, of playing and throwing at the next level?
7: You know, it's a little hard telling because uh, she had some some problems early on and lack of success at school and, and everywhere else. And somewhere she's kind of turned the corner and she was never going to go to college. Now she's getting letters and whatever, and she's taken up an interest. Her grades so have perked way up. Uh, and so it's making a, a significant difference uh, in in what she's looking at and how we're approaching it. We're and, t- you know, with having missed a full year in the year she is a freshman, uh, she got hurt in a game pretty bad on a play at home and took an ankle out. So this was the first year that she's actually thrown a significant amount of ball. Uh, and so we'll see how she progresses and, and, She's interested now. In whether or not she'll make the sacrifices. That's something else.
4: You know what, Coach? We've been through, and look, I coached a long time, you coached a long time, and we've seen kids our entire career where the light bulb just went on a little bit later, just a little yep. bit, you know? And, and I've seen a number of those kids where, where the ceiling is so high for them, it's so high that they go on to some great things. And 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 I know that you know what I've got a feeling that that's what she's going to do and and you know the 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 pride that you will have in her and one day she'll come back to you and I don't know if she's done it yet but to say hey thank you what you did for me um, Grandpa by by benching me those first three games I really was not happy with you at that point but what you did was the correct. Um, Gene, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. I, I Really, what a great story. I wish we had more time to talk a little Dodgeville. we got a really booked show, and I don't get a chance to talk fast foot softball too much on this show. So I am booking. As, I'm getting as many people on to talk about their state championship as I can. Um, g- good luck continuing this uh, this tradition of, of, of playing really good softball up in Dodgeville. Um, Coach Van Dyke, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. You bet. You bet. Thank you very much. We're going to get to a break. We'll continue on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan. The Fan. Our next guest, I'll tell you what, our next guest, in, and when you talk to somebody who's won three state championships throughout his career, you know you're talking to somebody who understands how hard it is to, to, to get there, how hard it is to do, head coach from Kakana. And uh, you got to say congratulations, Division One state champs, they beat Sun Prairie one to nothing. We're joined by the head coach, he is Tim Rarin. Hey coach, how are you today?
8: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
4: Yeah, you bet. Hey, what a magical year! And let me ask, guys, uh, history first and foremost. How long have you been um, coaching up in Kukana?
8: Um, I've been here for 21 years um, at, at the varsity level.
4: Wait, where did you uh, where did you grow up?
8: I grew up in a little town called Saint Ann, just outside of uh, Chilton. Um, sure. Only about probably 250 people in Saint Anne, so a real small town. Went to New Halsey High School.
4: Man, well, you're you're a cheesehead through and through, then. Yes, I am. Man, good. That's a you know what? That's a compliment, by the way, because so <laughs> am I. And I've been uh, my I'm I'm sure quite a bit older, but I've lived in the city of Milwaukee pretty much my entire life. Hey, Coach, did you know going into this year that you guys had a chance to um, to have a magical season the way you did?
8: You know, um, it's kind of funny you ask that because uh, last year um, Doug Ritchie from Fox 11, it called me and talked to me about just COVID and how COVID was affecting, you know, the athletes in spring season and because, of course, the season got canceled. And I said, Doug, I'm going to tell you, we had a shot at winning it last year. I said, but mark my word, we're winning the state title next year. Wow, you called called your shot. I called my shot. So um, when we won it, Doug was there. And, of course, he was like, you called this a year ago. I'm like, I did, Doug. So we knew we had a special group. Um, this group, uh, my daughter's in this group, and, and uh, oh, nice. my, one of my assistant coaches has a daughter in this group. Um, one of the other assistant coaches has a daughter be- one year or two years below this group. And um, we have worked with these kids since they were five years old. We started uh, started playing fast pitch with them.
4: Man, I that is a great – I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to you. What a great story that is. And you, you, what what year is your daughter?
8: Uh, my daughter's a sophomore this year.
4: So so you've got you you're gonna have some time left with her. you know I um, as we talked off the year, I coached some high school basketball and after I was at Dominican, um, I left and went to coach at Calvary Baptist, a small Christian college, a small Christian high school, excuse me, in Menominee Falls to be able to coach my son for three years and 36 years of coaching basketball. Um, Tim, those are the best three years. We had 67 kids in the whole school. We had seven boys on the basketball team. I call this the Caucasian invasion, and we just went and played. And we won three Christian state tournaments. And I'm telling you, that first year was a little difficult because I don't think I handled it very well. I, I, I thought I was his coach 24-7. And once I was able to to go, look, we get to the kitchen table, now I'm his dad, and we were able to separate these it, it, it was really good, and the best three years that I had coaching was at this small, small high school because I got a chance to coach my son. I hope you're enjoying every second you have with your daughter.
8: Um, you know, I absolutely am. It's been it, it's been fun. I mean, of course, there's always challenges with a a father and a daughter relationship, and I think there's always a challenge for any any dad who coaches their um, children in high school athletics because other parents look at it. And say, hey, is she getting preferential treatment? Is she getting um, special, you know, consideration in the in the lineup because of who she is? And uh, she came through a flying college this year and was first team all conference. So, um, you know, everything worked out out there as well.
4: Well, that tells you everything you need to know. That that's not you. Yeah, you, you know, you don't say, okay, she's my first team all conference. That's other people in the in the conference saying, no, no, she's. Uh, She's one of the best we have in this conference. So that, that you know what, good for you guys and congratulations on that. Look, the last time you guys lost, it looks like against Nina sometime in May, something like that. If I'm if I'm reading this correctly, and so you guys go on a run at that point, and then you get into the the regionals and sectionals, and coach, it doesn't look like other than Wilmot, uh, the three to two game against Wilmont. You know, you beat Hortonville five to one. Um, six to one against Preble, ten nothing against Appleton East, and then eleven to one in the semifinals, and then you get into the state finals against, as you know, a really good uh, fast pitch program from Sun Prairie. And you guys, uh, what what a nail biter that was! A one nothing win, and I'm wondering the feeling you had around the sixth inning, like man, let's let's just get six outs and get it out of this place, right?
8: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Um... In that game, going into it, um, you know, the night before, I stayed up till about um, 2.24, um, just looking at game film of Sun Prairie and everything they did, and I watched about five or six games of them, and then I woke up at I, – I went to sleep, and at 4.30, I got back up and watched another two games before we left for, for uh, State. I don't so, miss
4: – Coach, I don't we, miss coaching so much. After, you know, hearing stories like that, I remember those days. I don't – that, actually, that part, maybe I do miss a little bit. I miss, maybe I do <laughs> well, miss that grind part of it.
8: You know, we got on the bus, and I and gave the kids a full scouting report on every player that they had and, and what we saw and, and what I saw and what we, we had to do. And, you know, by the fifth, sixth inning, pretty much everything on that scouting report held true. And uh, my assistant coach, uh, Bill Huss, who calls all the pitches, you know, he told me, I'm confident that we can, we can you know, shut these guys down. So between the two of us, you know, he said, you get us a few runs and I'll take care of, I'll take care of that aspect of things and, uh, you know, everything held true to the end.
4: We were talking with uh, Tim Rern, And, again, help me pronounce your last name correctly. It's Rarick. R- Rarick. Like a... Thank you. Yep. Yeah, Tim Rarick, head uh, softball coach at Cacana. They won the Fox Valley Association 16-2 and 2 in, in that conference, which certainly set them up because of the competition in that conference in any sport. You know, I, I always say, Coach, I, I do a high school football, basketball, baseball show here, and, and I always say that the Classic Gate is the best high school football conference in the state. Man, do I get calls from up in your area. Hey, man, <laughs> hold on a second with that, Mr. McGiver. You better start looking up here at Kimberly and some of the boys up in this area, Fondy, and, and I go, hey, I'm just telling you what I think. And and I think that this conference is the best and we kinda of go at it a little bit. But I'll tell you as far as softball conferences, the Fox Valley Association is is right up there, correct?
8: That is absolutely correct. Um you know you look at, at Hortonville, um they got an excellent young pitcher. She's a junior this year in Hannah Meshnick. Um you're looking at uh, Nina's got an up and coming team. Um, they're young, um, but real uh, real real good and well coached. Um they got a good pitcher in Morgan Harwood. Um you look. Um, excuse me. look at Final Act. They had an excellent pitcher down there. Oshkosh West was an excellent uh, program, excellent team this year. So you know we we really had a, a good good group of games to to prepare us for the state tournament, and our off our uh, out of conference schedule really helped us out as well. Um, and making sure that we are ready for everything that everybody threw at us.
4: Hey, Ted, talk a little bit about um, this team really quickly. We've only got three or four minutes, but was it senior-laden? I know your daughter was a sophomore, and you talked about, you know, working with these kids all the way through. Um, Senior-led team, or is this a young team that people can look for for the next couple years to possibly, you know, uh, certainly make noise again?
8: Yeah, we started, uh, we had one senior at shortstop. Oh, man. Um, and then we had uh, uh, another pitcher who was a senior, and those are the only two girls that were seniors on the team. Um, but our, the, the pitcher that pitched in the state championship game is a junior. Um, if you go across our infield, it was um, sophomore, senior, junior, freshman. Our outfield was um, junior, sophomore, junior, and behind the plate we had a junior. So um, we returned a really good group of kids. We have a really solid JV um, team and we have some really good players coming in next year. So we're going to be pretty solid over the next few years.
4: Tim, why do you do, why do you think this is, and you've had success in the past, but to sustain success, as, as you know, um, it gets very difficult, especially in, in the day that we live where there's so many opportunities for kids to play volleyball all year, or they're playing basketball all year, or they're, you know, they're doing this, doing that. How is it that in Kikona? Fast-pitch softball has gotten to be um, just such a, such a big deal?
8: I, I think, you know, I think it, it goes to player development. We start our kids at five and six years old playing. And, you know, my, my idea when I, when I took this program over was that you, every, every kid has a passion. You've got to find the kids that have the passion for fast-pitch softball. And if we can get them early and get them into the program and then working – let their passion drive them to success later on. And, um, you know, we, we start them early. Um, and some kids, of course, go to play volleyball or basketball um, or do whatever they want to do. But um, I'm going to say our retention level is quite high for the number of kids. And I think the biggest thing is just we provide them opportunities to to grow, expand. And many of them will go on to play you know college softball. We have a number of kids who have gone on to the Big Ten and, and played for the Badgers, um, Michigan State, um, a number of kids who have gone on to play college softball over the United States, and I think that's another piece to it. Kids know that we are going to give them all the tools they need to be successful and maybe play at a college level someday.
4: Hey, uh, last question before I cut you loose is, uh, Lily, is she a multi-sport athlete?
8: Um, Lily only plays um, softball, um, but but... But believe me, I was pushed her to play other sports. But uh, she is a very academic um, good for her um, player, and she she's very into her academics, so which is great. Um, but you take like a, somebody like a, a Paige Miller, our third baseman. She's considered one of the top volleyball players in the Midwest, um, and she's also playing fast pitch. You look at uh, Taryn Christopher, our first baseman, excellent basketball player, also um, fast pitch. Um, you look at a number of our kids all over the place playing volleyball or basketball. Um, throughout the lineup
4: well I look I love when you you talk about your daughter if the if, if you say student athlete and, and you say she is truly a student athlete coach I I love that I always asked uh, I always want to know what my kids were like when they couldn't smell uh, smell my cologne right I'm not in the neighborhood I'm not in the car I'm not in the car they're off on their own if if that's what I'm hearing about Lily is is look she's very into her academics and she's a heck of a softball player well done well done, coach and father. i I, I really uh, I think that that's just a wonderful testimony to what she's learning from home. So, hey, I really appreciate your time, Tim. I really do. I don't get a chance to talk fast pitch a whole lot. and when I do, it's just really good to be able to talk to guys that have such a passion for it like you have. And uh, I really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time and and uh, good luck to uh, good luck repeating. You know, you know that to be to be the hunter, is easier than being hunted, and you're getting hunted now, man. Here they come; they're all coming. Hortonville, Oshkosh West, Kimberly. Right now, they're in the weight room, going. We need to get Kakana. That's who we're going after. So, yeah,
8: you know, and Kimberly, Kimberly's always our rival, so they're going to be there, you know, next year, and everybody else will be too. And the, the the comment you just made is the discussion I just had with our team about uh, two days ago. Well so,
4: once, a, once a coach, always a coach, always a little bit easier being the hunter. I'll tell you, why is it that anybody I have on from the Fox Valley, they all say Kimberly's our rival. We don't like them too much. <laughs> it's kind of like the old days of uh, Arrowhead down in this neck of the woods. You know, mm-hmm. when, when Coach Tarasco was there and they were winning all the time at football, nobody in that conference liked them. And it's well, like, well,
8: guess Kimberly what? Kimberly just has, you know, they have a great weight room program and an excellent uh, Excellent way of, of getting their athletes perform, so I give them all the credit in the world. You
4: got it, coach. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. He is the head coach at State Champion. In fact, I have to say that. It's it's you know, he said only come on the no, he never said that. Come on the show if you call us State Champion Kakana. Hey coach, thanks a lot and have a great weekend
8: very much, and you have a great weekend as well.
4: Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get right back. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, on 12:50 a.m. The Fan.
3: It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. Street, battle, street, battle, it's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
4: Welcome back to the Pick and Save Baseball Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, the fan. Mike McGivern flying solo this week. And as you know, if you've been listening, we're talking softball. State of Wisconsin girls softball, a lot of state champion coaches, stuff like that, talking about the state championship in this year. And we are now joined by the head coach, state champion, head coach at Catholic Memorial. He is Brian Johnson. Hey, Brian, how you doing today?
9: I'm, I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you
4: bet. So one of my uh, favorite stories uh, of this year, I have to tell you when you're looking at softball and when, when you have a team that started out the year the way you guys did, Coach, and and I got to tell you, it wasn't pretty, and you know this. Started out zero and three, one and four, two and six, two and seven, something like that. And I can't imagine after that loss to Oconomowoc, uh, the first game on May eighth, where you lost one nothing, that you thought, "Hey, we're gonna get it together here, and we're gonna get on a run and win a state championship." I can't imagine that you, the staff, and the players were thinking that at that point.
9: Well, uh, I guess at that point we were thinking, you know what? The conference championship is out of reach. And I, I know that sounds um, – and we, we didn't write off the season because well, you know, we thought we were pretty good going in. We had one of the best pitchers in the state in Abby Smith. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how could we possibly be 2-6 and six and 0-4 oh and in conference. And, and by the way, some of these losses I would describe as epic. Uh, we lost our first game 19-14 to to Muskego in 10 innings. Then we lost to Kettle five 5-4 after taking a 4 nothing lead into the bottom of the 7th. We gave Waukesha North 8-under in runs and lost 10-9 to in 10 innings. And we were scratching our head what is going on because, you know what, we're not that bad, in fact. I thought we were we were really good. Um, and so we figured out, um, you know, it, it occurred to us, I should say, that the intensity and the speed of the high school game, especially in our conference Classic 8, with the teams that we have to play, was foreign to half of the kids on our team. And, you know, realizing that because of COVID, we had freshmen and sophomores that never played in a high school game. You combine that with our five juniors who were, freshman the last time we played and suddenly everyone was was young and new and and uh, it, it was a, just a heavyweight fight every time we would we would line up against a classic eight opponent you know
4: and and looking at your roster and look i know that um the numbers were down when it comes to softball for catholic memorial within the school i think he had 12 or 13 kids total on in the program right
9: yeah, we have 13 players, and it, it, that you know, for a, a smaller school, might not be that unusual. But again, we play in the classic eight, so we're lining up against Arrowhead with well, not only three teams, but you know, they probably uh, they probably had some cuts. Uh, Muskego has four teams. Oconomowoc has three teams. We're talking some big schools. The, the whole conference is Division One, um, and we're the only Division Two team. Um, so yeah, having 13 players, it's tough. You know, they, they arrive, uh, you know, and I go, okay, there's 13 of you. It's not like we're going to do anything about that. What we need to do is develop and figure out how we're going to get 13 players to work together to form a team.
4: Hey, how difficult Brian was it that, you know, again, last year was everybody was in the same boat, but really difficult to kind of figure out what you had. You know, you had the Smith girls, but, but what you had after that, and there are some some players that you you had coached before, but number of players that had not seen this kind of action or not played at this level before, to get them ready, and early on when you look at that schedule that you had, I mean, Muskego and Kettle Moraine and Fond du Lac and Manitowoc Lincoln Fond du Lac against Superior North, you're talking about some pretty good programs here, Brian, and to, to have these girls take a breath after you know that second game against againstokanemak where you get a win and then come back 2 days later beat arrowhead beat waksha north beat waksha south waksha south again who had struggled this year but then uh you know what instead of the 19 to 14 game against Muskego, you come back and you lose 4 to 1 but you'd settle the ship a little bit at that point
9: yeah you know we we, we figured out that- we figured out a couple of things for, you know, one, one is a, a dirty little secret about coaches, coaches like players to adapt to their game, but sometimes coaches have to adapt to the player's game. And, you know, we think the, um, you know, we think the pandemic affected high school girls disproportionately than others. So we, you know, I'm not saying we we were very hard on them, but certainly I personally softened a bit and adapted quite a bit to a, a softer a, a approach. And, and i got to tell you, if anyone has ever seen us play, we generally were there 75 minutes early before a game, and our girls just sat on a bench and chit-chatted for 20 minutes or 25 minutes before we did anything softball-related. And that was pretty much our MO through practices as well. They needed some time to be high school girls. And uh, so we adapted to that, and we kind of softened it. And it kind of happened in that second O'Connor walk game where we said, look, the, the, the conference is out of reach. Let's just, you know, let's just get better each and every day. Um, and we did. And suddenly we had players one through nine all hitting the ball. And our defense was, you know, uh, we had a significant amount of errors early, and suddenly we're making all kinds of plays. And, it, it, and we adopted this concept called stick together, which was it's a simple fable based on a book that we read as a team, um, and that's kind of how we did it. Now it helped as well that Abby, who started slow, as I mentioned, uh, her first game I think she gave up nine in runs. She finished the year under two in her ERA, and wow. of course in the playoffs she was on fire. Um, so, but that's kind of how we did it
4: you know and and next segment I'm going to be talking to to Abby and and uh and Cassie Smith who are sisters that I understand um uh, from talking to a couple people that you made a change and and put Cassie behind the dish and I don't know if that had a lot and, and and a ton to do with 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 the success down the stretch um how much do you think that settled Abby down a little bit and you know what made you think to make that change
9: so Actually, it was easy for us. Uh, not, it's, it's, it's not always uh, difficult for coaches, but Cassie, because they're sisters, Cassie had caught for Abby for umpteen years when Abby would take pitching lessons. Now she's not a she's not a catcher uh, uh, when she plays softball necessarily, but two years ago, when we realized we didn't have a catcher that could catch Abby. Uh, we just asked Cassie, would you do it? And, of course, she turned out to be the best catcher in the class of Gates. Um, and, and obviously, she hits extremely well, too. So this year, we thought, well, let's try to put Cassie where um, where we think she belongs, and that's at shortstop. Um, but it made, as I said, had, with our slow start, Abby wasn't pitching well. We weren't fielding well. Um, and then it made Abby uncomfortable because the team wasn't playing well, then she wasn't pitching well. And, you know, sometimes it's not errors, sometimes it's just plays not made. So there are so many plays not made that it forced Abby to pitch more, to, to more batters, more pitches. And she was frustrated. Um, so we started after that walk trip, we started moving Cassie to, to catch her, um, after we had a lead so it's a little bit like the soccer concept where you you sag and play defense after you get a lead well once we had a lead we would make this change and put Cassie in the catcher and it that obviously worked uh, but by the end of the year we were uh, we were playing Cassie full time in catcher and she played catcher every pitch uh for the for the playoffs well
4: I'll tell you what when you said Cassie can hit a little bit yeah that's yeah, she can hit Man, she hit over five hundred, and uh, had a couple of hits in in the state championship game. You know, you guys go down two nothing in the state championship game, and and I think, look, uh, knowing a little bit about about baseball and softball, that one run that you guys put up in the third, coach, I think was a really big run because to to, to give up two and then to get one of them back and then shut them down um, in the bottom of the, the third against a really good Baldwin-Woodville uh, team. And, look, you beat Jefferson to get there, and that was the odds-on favorite. Jefferson was, was the, the, the team that everybody thought, a lot of people thought, had a chance to win the whole thing. And uh, you beat them and then come out and give up two in the, in the second, but then that score that one in the third, I think, had to be a really big momentum switch for you guys
9: yeah I, you know we we were actually weren't that concerned uh I, it made sound bad but when we went down two zip we weren't concerned cuz we didn't think two runs was we going to we going to win the game but getting the run back was key and we were hitting the girl pretty hard uh, so we knew we were going to score runs it was only a matter of time but uh, absolutely you know getting one back right there was was key you, you know, know and, and you ahead. know in the playoffs are you talk about uh Cassie but Kathy uh, and Abby in six playoff games were on fire. I mean, Abby batted 583. Wow. She had t- she had fourteen hits and twenty four at bats. Had thirteen RBIs. Oh my goodness!
4: Yeah, I'm looking. Cassie, she had three yeah, hits. Kathy
9: and- had one hit less. She had she batted 565. Um, and and there were a lot of players that just were hot. We as a team, we were very hot for the playoffs.
4: Hey, coach, and then looking, you guys gave up two in the bottom of the six, So you're down. You're down four to three. And you got three outs left for a state championship. And you put up two runs in the seventh to go up 5-4. Um, did they threaten it all in the bottom of the seventh?
9: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, leadoff hitter hits one that uh, in my dugout. Uh, one of my sons looked at me and said, "That's gone." Oh. But our left fielder Felicity Smart made a uh, over-the-shoulder catch right near the fence, uh, the home run fence, and and uh, saved that ball. And that was the second one she caught like that. She caught one, like one of the first thing like that as well. And then the next hitter reached uh, on a base hit, and she was on first base. And so we're pitching to a girl who had uh had a pretty good game. She had doubled earlier and uh and all of a sudden this uh we pick off the girl on first <laughs> base and and that for the second out of the game and I remember thinking to myself, holy cow, we just picked off the tying run in the se- bottom of the seventh, and now the batter has a one two count.
3: Unbelievable. And
9: we picked we picked that girl off because Cassie noticed that the girl, I got off the, she'll tell you this, that the girl, when she got off the base, she was off the base pretty far, and then she slipped. And that field was getting, it was really damp out, and of course it rained, we had three weather delays. And uh, we noticed that that girl had turf shoes on, and we we reshoed the third uh, weather delay, and we tried to get everyone into metal spikes. And we saw that, you know, Cassie saw that girl slip, and then uh, and then she it in our sophomore first baseman, we take that girl off. Unbelievable! And we, yeah, and then we struck out. Next pitch was the strikeout. Game over. Game over. Oh man! You know
4: how'd you sleep that night, if I can ask? Because I, you know what, I'm thinking about this game. I won't sleep tonight. I'm telling you. I love stuff like that, Brian. How did you sleep that night?
9: Well, it was an exciting run. I, I'm not sure I slept well for about three weeks. I mean, because we knocked off some pretty uh, big teams and ranked teams uh, to get where we were. Uh, we beat New Berlin West to go to state. Uh, they were heavily favored. We beat them by 10. We beat uh, Martin Luther, who was ranked uh, most of the year. We beat them 5-0. So we had some pretty big wins, and we actually thought, we're going to win this thing. So there's a lot of sleepless, sleepless nights thinking about how we were going to do that. You know, that I'm... night, you know, I pulled away from Green Bay, and I couldn't tell you if it was 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock, and it turned out to be about 10.25 at night. <laughs> I uh, drove in and drove back to, to, to New Berlin. I live in New Berlin here, and, and it was late, but I didn't get to sleep right away. Man. Um, it was I, exciting.
4: I, you know, other than the Martin Luther thing, you know, I coached basketball there for four years. Not happy with that win, but you know what? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. To go on and, and that Whitnell win 3-1 to one, yeah, it was obviously a, a little bit of a nail-biter, but to beat New Berlin West 13-3 and then Jefferson 4-3, to and Baldwin-Woodville, 5-4 to four in the state championship game. Coach, I can't congratulate you guys enough. Um, I, I look forward to talking to the Smith girls. I, I'm sure that uh, they're not going to mind talking about this year, that's for sure. Heck yeah, right. Yeah, I look forward to it. Hey, thanks a lot, Brian. I really appreciate it. And state champion uh, Catholic Memorial softball uh, program. And, and uh, I'm really proud of you guys. Well done. You bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, as we talked about, we're going to have Abby and Cassie Smith from the state championship team at Catholic Memorial join us. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This is Mike McGivern flying solo this week. So after talking to Brian Johnson, the state champion head coach at Catholic Memorial, and throughout that, that, uh, that interview and conversation, he mentioned Abby and Cassie Smith a lot. Now, we had Brian Johnson in the studio a couple years ago, and I believe Abby was with him. And we thought about bringing Cassie, but Abby said, we have no idea what she's going to say, so we're not bringing her. That's what I what I remember. But I'm an old guy, so I might not remember correctly. But we are joined by Abby and Cassie Smith. Hey, Abby, um, first of all, congratulations on the state championship. Well done. Thank you. Hey, so, you know, you guys started out really poorly, and Coach Johnson and I had this uh, discussion, and, and, you know, he said, look, as, as a coach, sometimes you've got to meet the players where they're at. And we've got to do some other things and adjust to our talent. Did you ever think after May 8th, you know, you split with O'Connor Walk, but at that point, I think you may have been three and seven, something like that. Did you ever think at that point that you would go on a run like you did and win a state championship?
10: Honestly, no. I think we started off really rocky, and I think, like, until we played Arrowhead, and we beat them and handed them their first loss. I really didn't see, like, the team. Like, I thought we were all going to, like, have an improving year. You know, but once we beat Arrowhead, I really think that I saw, like, the team, we could really be good. And so I think it kind of just opened my eyes, and I saw that um, if we improve throughout the season, that we could definitely have a run for sure.
4: Abby, how difficult was last year for you?
10: Um, Yeah, it was really difficult. And on top of, like, um like not being able to play high school like everybody missed um like some club and so like a ton of the girls like didn't really get a, like a lot of opportunities to even practice and so it was just really hard on everybody.
4: Hey, let's uh, let's talk to Cassie real quick. Um this is Abby's younger sister. She's a junior and for people that I talked to regarding this year one of the persons uh, people said to me, "I think one of the difference and how how they started, and they made a change and put Cassie Smith, who was their starting shortstop, behind the dish and and she's now the catcher for this team. And I'm wondering, Cassie, when they came to you and said, Here's what we're thinking what was your what was your initial reaction to that?
1: um well, I mean I was hoping to play shortstop this year because that is my primary position but when I saw like Abby kind of in the beginning I realized that not trying to say that she needed me back there but it seemed to certainly help and it kind of like helped her calm down to see like me back there and I think that I mean, I wasn't thrilled about it, but it ended up being perfectly fine, and I had fun.
4: So, hey, Cassie, who um when when Abby's pitching and you're catching, um, who's in charge? Like, does she does she you you put down the signs and she throw what what you're asking her to throw, or does she shake you off every once in a while? Or,
1: um, she is definitely in charge. <laughs> she if is. I, I mean, our coach calls pitches, <laughs> but sometimes she'll just give me that look and it'll be like, yeah, I can't throw that right now. So she just kind of, she definitely is in charge. And I just pray I know where to put my glove.
4: (laughs) Hey, Cassie, when you threw out the girl at first base in the state championship game, so uh, talking to Brian Johnson, he gave us that last inning. And he said, look, here's what happened. First girl hit one that we thought it might have gone, might have been out. And our left fielder just made a great play. Next girl gets a base hit and you know what, well, Cassie Smith, like, picked her off. And then the pitch after that game is over. I'm wondering, your your thought process, What was there a thought process, or was it a total reaction on you throwing down behind uh, the runner at first base and picking her off?
1: Um, it was definitely probably me being really nervous, and I just kind of saw, like, an opportunity. And I was getting a little too excited, and sometimes that makes me kind of throw to first. But... <laughs> When I saw her fall down, I was like, "Oh wait, she might be out," and I got like really, really excited.
4: My goodness, how, what a feeling! If if we can go back to Abby real quick, we've uh, we've got the girls sharing a phone because we tried the speaker was uh, was not uh, was not working well. Abby, when when Cassie threw down behind the the runner at first base, were, were you thinking, oh, "What are you doing? Are you are you crazy?" And and then she picks her off. That had to be just a great feeling for you.
10: Yeah, it definitely was. I think, um, like, throughout the course of high school, a lot of the girls lead off more than we're used to. Like, usually it wouldn't, like, I don't know. Like, we had to have a couple talks with the girls on our team just, like, about leading off and how, like, leading off too far isn't always, like, a good option. And so I think we, like, Cassie saw that the girl was at first was leading off a little too far, and it was definitely just like a reaction for her, and she just wanted to make the game easier on me for
4: sure. So well, she
10: wanted to get that out if she
4: could. The, the, the catch your left fielder made um, from a couple of people that were at the game said that was as fine a fine catch as they have seen on the high school level. Um, when that ball got it got hit, did you think there was a chance that ball was out?
10: Yeah, I think we had a few just like that, though, like, throughout the game. I think the left fielder caught maybe, like, three balls exactly like that. Wow. And so, I like, it was really weird. Like, it was a deep fence for sure, which helped me out. Um, But the left fielder was – she's such a good outfielder, Felicity Smart, and she – She's caught so many like that, and so I think I did have, like, a, some confidence in her for sure, but obviously there's always that, like, little pit in my stomach that I'm like, oh, if this goes over, that's just fantastic for me. Hey,
4: Abby, do you remember uh, the ride home from Green Bay? Yes. And hey, did you guys come home as a team, or did you go home with your family?
10: We went home with our families.
4: How fun how, how fun for you and and your sister and your family to be able to get in the car and just kind of look at each other and say you got to be kidding. We we just want to stay championship.
0: Yeah,
10: it was so um my mom and grandparents drove separately so it was me and my sister and then my dad and he he was very excited. He was honestly just like in shock for most of the ride. Like he he really had, like did not think that it was going to happen. He kept telling us when we were up there he's like you guys have done so much. Like it doesn't matter the outcome, even going to state is like fantastic. And so I think he was like, he was, might've been more excited than us. He, he couldn't talk for most of the ride.
4: What is your dad's name? Tim. Hey, and what is your mom's name? Renee. So who, and your, your grandparents were at the game who as, as the starting pitcher and, and catcher and, and I'll ask Cassie the same thing. Who from that group do you hear in the, in the crowd?
10: Um, my mom for sure, Renee. Yeah, she my did. dad like cheer. He he doesn't cheer, but he really really pays attention and likes to pace because it makes him nervous. So
4: let's let's move to Cassie real quick. Okay, hey hey Cassie, when when you're catching and and Abby just said that you can definitely hear Renee in the crowd a little bit, and Tim just kind of paces a little bit. How are the grandparents? Because I'm a grandfather of four, and I know what I'm like sometimes in the crowd. What are the grandparents like when they're watching a state championship game like that?
1: Um, My grandpa is a little more vocal than my grandma, and she kind of just sits back there and claps. She isn't the loudest. But my grandpa I can hear for sure. He was quite excited.
4: Hey Cassie, I just gotta tell you my grandson um played football for the first year first time this year in fifth grade for Brookfield East, the junior Spartans. And because they play Saturday mornings, I don't get to go to the game a lot, but they played at McGuanago at one o'clock. And so I got a chance to go and he plays wide receiver and defensive back and Rick Felice doesn't throw the ball at that level, and McGuanagoe never throws the ball. So he didn't get to do much, and it was a little bit kind of boring for me, to be honest with you. And then it was fourth and five, and they were up six to nothing, and they hadn't practiced punting before. So they threw a ball, and my grandson caught it and was running down the sidelines. I became a crazy grandfather. I was literally running down the sidelines, screaming at the top of my lungs. And I've coached basketball for 36 years, so I know what crazy grandparents are. like, And I have to tell you that they tackled him at the the 20-yard line and he came off the field and he was smiling and I was behind the bench and I said, Keegan, and he took his helmet off and I said, other than marrying the prettiest girl I've ever seen and having my kids, that was the coolest thing I ever saw. And without missing a beat, my fifth-grade grandson said, yeah, what pretty girl did you marry? I said, oh, you're not going to get you for that one. He's going to get you. And, but I became the craziest grandfather you ever saw. So I love the fact that they're so fully invested. Cassie, let me ask you this. So Abby goes away. She's going, to, she's going up to Winona State. Um, you're, the, you're the senior next year. You're, you're, you're the one that's going to have to now carry this team and kind of teach them a little bit about leadership and, and try to go back-to-back. With this, are you are you uh, are you excited about the opportunity to do that?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to finally like be the leader because I've never really been able to like I don't know like show as much leadership as Abby did this year. But I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge next year just because we don't have a pitcher that's like as experienced as Abby. But I think we can really do well because our freshmen and our sophomores. This year improved so much, and I think we could do really, really
4: well. Well, you know, talking to Coach Johnson, he said, look, she played short, and then she was a catcher. We'll just make her a pitcher. (laughs) No, he never said that. I'm just – I'm totally (laughs) – Yeah, I'm totally kidding, Cassie. He never once said that. Hey, let me ask you a a question, and then I'll get back to Abby real quick. Um, Looking at the stats, you had a heck of a year. You hit over 500, hit a couple of home runs – Yeah, obviously you had a great year at the plate. I have tried to hit um, fast pitch. I I, I did a segment for a show called Around the Corner, and I got in the batter's box against a girl from Fort Atkinson a number of years ago. And to be honest with you, I, I played a lot of baseball and softball, but I'm old now. I never saw the first pitch. I didn't see it. It hit the glove, and I went, well, that was outside. And the catcher said, what are you talking about? It was right down the middle. But it was so fast, I never saw it. Have you always been this kind of a hitter where you you get up and, and, uh, you know, when you're hitting 500 in the conference that you guys play, that's really impressive to me. And is that something that's always come fairly easy for you?
1: Um, I think um, over the past few years, I really, I mean, I used to be a righty hitter. And I switched over to lefty because I wasn't the best as a righty. So I think when I kind of found my groove or whatever, I uh, kind of became more comfortable. And ever since, I've been very, very comfortable in the wait, box. And it's never been something I've been afraid of. Ca- Cassie, so Cassie, Cassie,
3: Cassie
4: time out. You, so how, what grade were you or how old were you when you switched from a righty to a lefty?
1: Um, I think I was like 10 or 11.
4: Man. And had you hit lefty before or you just thought, I'm going to try it this way?
1: Yeah, no, I'd never hit (laughs) Leslie before. My dad thought it was a good idea.
4: You know what? You tell Tim. Well done. Well done. That's (laughs) awesome. Hey, congratulations, and you've already made a decision where you're going on to college in two years? Yeah. Where are you going?
1: I'm going to Truman State. It's in Missouri.
4: And what made you choose Truman State?
1: Um. Well, it is a Division II school, and seeing my sister, my oldest sister, Hannah, go through a Division II school, it's really the balance of school and softball that I've been looking for, and it's just one of the prettiest campuses I've ever seen, and I love like small town, and it was just perfect for me.
4: Well, congratulations. I'm really proud of you. We're going to finish the, um, the segment with Abby, so if we can go to her, Cassie, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Hey, Abby. Um, I gotta tell you that looking at the stats, you sure got hot at the right time as far as hitting, and uh, you you know come playoff time you you just started raking like crazy. Did, was there something that changed or did you just kind of get in the zone where where you're hitting everything?
10: Yeah, I think I've been um put into a lot of like pressure situations like throughout like softball, and so I think like I'm I usually just, like, empty my head when, um, and especially when we were in playoffs, I just really tried not to think about it, and it really helped that, um, like, my whole team was hitting, and so I knew that um, if I couldn't get a hit, that they would definitely get one behind me, so. Well,
4: that's awesome. You know, against New Berlin West, which I think a lot of people thought was the odds-on favorite, you went four for five and had six RBIs, and... You know, you only gave up three runs, so basically, you know, you beat them on your own, and I think that that is awesome. I, I can't congratulate you enough. I'm really, really proud of you guys over at Catholic Memorial winning the state championship, and good luck next year when you when you go up, uh, up into Minnesota and, and make the Wisconsin people proud, all right?
10: Thank you so much.
4: You bet that's Abby and Cassie Smith. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Dawn Shimick. She's the head coach at Michicott. Another state championship, and we'll talk to her for a little bit, and then we'll talk to her daughter as well, who played for her, and we'll figure uh, figure out how that went. In fact, her daughter won a state championship in basketball and in softball, and we'll do that on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, on 1250 AM. The fan. I want to thank uh, Brian Johnson, head coach at Catholic Memorial, and Abby and Cassie Smith for joining us. We are now joined by the state champion head coach from Mishicot. She is Dawn Shimmick. Hey, Dawn, um, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time. Congratulations. State champion Mishicot. well done.
2: Thank you very much.
4: Hey, Coach, did you know coming into this year that you guys had a chance to do something special?
2: I did. Um, COVID was rough on us. We had uh, five seniors this year that contributed in 2019 to the second place team. We took the silver ball um, in the state tournament. So I was disappointed that we didn't play last year, but this past Summer, last summer, we had practice and we had freshmen coming out and trying out, and we had three freshmen that started this year in our varsity team. Wow. So, by kind of having that tryout, per se, last summer, and including the then eighth graders who were going to be freshmen this year, it really gave us a head start, created that um, team bonding, and it really gave... I don't know, the team chemistry and, and help me
4: understand who was going to play where. Hey coach, I, I, I coached basketball for 36 years and, and looking back at a number of the years that we had, I, I could pick one loss that I thought, you know what, maybe, and maybe not at the time, but after being able to take a breath after the year's over, say, maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. And I'm wondering that loss to West to Pier that you guys had on June 8th, right before the regionals. Would, did you look back at that and say, okay, you know what, that was a loss. But boy, I'll tell you what, that that certainly we gave up two runs in extra innings and lost seven to six to a really good um, West to Pier team. Did, did that, do you, as a coach, look back at that and say, okay, maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. Maybe it woke our girls up a
2: little bit? A hundred percent, yes. Um, it was a close game. We lost an extra innings. There were some other things that were happening there. I think girls were starting to worry about themselves too much and not focusing on what's best for the team. So we had a good talk. We really refocused on what our team goals were and um, the games after that, we just continued to get better and stronger. So I 100% agree that that loss actually helped us.
4: Was, was there a time in the run? And, you know, you had you didn't have many close games. The Phillips game was really close, where it was a 2-1 to um, okay. game. And, and then, you know, a couple hours later, you played Judah Albany for the state championship and beat him 6-3. But there wasn't. When you look back at that run, where you beat your boy in Lutheran twelve to eight, and then Random Lake and, and Stockbridge and, and Iola Scandinavia, was there a time within that? And I know as coaches, we never, we don't look ahead, but we work ahead. But was there a time that maybe you took a thought in your head and thought, "Man, we 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 might win this thing."
2: Not. <sighs> I really preach the importance of being humble and one game at a time. But I think everybody on our coaching staff, all of the girls knew if we played the way we could play um, and really worked on everything that was in front of us, we knew that we could make it back to state. We knew what was in front of us and we just kept chipping away. And thankfully it all worked out the way we hoped it would.
4: Hey, when when you said, "Look, we we needed to have a conversation," and I've had a lot of those conversations with with basketball players throughout the years, it's a difficult conversation to have, and the timing on that 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 conversation after West appear, you know that that as coaches, uh, you always start thinking, "Look, is this going to bring us together, or is it going to drive this locker room apart a little bit?" Was there any fear on your part um, of having that conversation about, look? We need to, we need to worry about what's on the front of the jersey, not what's on the back? Yes.
2: Um, and I've said it to, uh, you know, one of the, the people that I was referring to um, was a very, very strong person in our lineup. It was our pitcher. And uh, it's easy, I think, to point the fingers at others, especially when hits happen. They should have gotten it. Um, they should have been there. But we really talked about the importance of trusting each other, celebrating when good plays are made, and not pointing out our faults. And since that game, like if you go back and watch any of the video at State, my pitcher, she's jumping up and down all the way through the playoffs for every good play that was made. And that just fed the other girls. So, I mean, part of that was just – Working so hard, wanting to be perfect, and when things go wrong, then you're not necessarily blaming others, but you're trying to find a reason for that. But she she did a good job, and and other girls. I think there's so much pressure. These girls want scholarships. They're worried about their batting average, and if they struggle, if they don't get a hit in a the game, they get frustrated and uh, i just said it's important not to show your emotion but to remember what's the most important the team's success you, you and, know, and coach that I, us in the long run
4: i um you finished your 27 and 3 and and man what a what a year and i'm i'm wondering the, look it's the first um state championship in in program history i believe correct yes and there there is um there are so much things. There's so many things that happen um, throughout the, the 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 year that you can say, "Hey, look, this could have been a turning point for good or bad." And I know that conversation that you had with the girls after the West Appear loss, but where I'm sure there were others because the journey, and and you know this I, as coaches, I think we all agree that once the year is over, and if you do win a state championship, if you're lucky enough to do that, because it's a very difficult thing to do. You start thinking about the journey, you know, the second game of the year when you made a change and you put this person at this position or move the batting lineup. Are there some things that that you as a coach, who's been coaching a bit now, have kind of learned a little bit, not only about yourself, but about this program?
2: Well, I have a good support system and we have a strong youth program from 8U all the way to varsity. And I think that's been instrumental to our success. Um, You know, the varsity girls, they'll go and they'll watch the younger girls. It's a true family feel. And uh, that, I feel, over the past seven years has been the biggest turn. I know most of the girls in the program by name. I have an idea who's coming up, where they're going to play, and I think that's Really important to continue to build the program and be successful.
4: You know, not enough coaches um, say what you just said, and I have so much re- respect for what you just said. And that is, hey, look, I've got a lot of really good people with me, and our youth program is phenomenal. And and I think there's so much to be said that look, these girls go and watch the younger girls play, and you know this, coach, the younger girls. They go home at night and they go to bed with their uniform on and think about, boy, I can't wait to play at that level. And they think of these varsity players as professional players, right? Yeah. So these are these are role models. And we're gonna talk to one on the second in the last segment of the today's show. And and she happens to be your daughter. And yeah. and, and I'm sure that you've had that conversation with Kelly about Look, you are now a leader on this, this team. You won a state championship in basketball, and now we're going to try to do this in, in, in softball. And I'll tell you what, how impressive that is. And, and let me ask you before I talk to her about playing for her mom. I, I coached my son in basketball, and there were some difficult po- points in the beginning. And I read a book called Coaching Our Sons, and I realized that once we got to the kitchen table after practice or after games that he's now my son. I'm not his coach anymore. And if he wants to talk about the game, then we'll talk about the game. But if he doesn't, I'm going to ask him, did any pretty girls look at you in school today? You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Uh, How was the the journey of coaching Kelly for you?
2: It it was very rewarding, very positive. Um, I also have another daughter who is two years older, Taylor. I coached both of them in 2019. They were both on the team when we went to State. So it's been positive. Um, I'm sure I'm tougher on them than I am any of the other girls. But like you said, when you come home, I'm their mom. Um, you know, I love them and, and try to, you know, be positive. But yet it, it's been fun. It's been great to enjoy all of these accolades with them.
4: Well, boy, I, how, what position does Kelly play?
2: Kelly is the center fielder,
4: so she goes and she's in charge of that outfield. That's her outfield. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Man, you must be so proud. You know, I I, I thank you so much. I I really do, and I'm I love the fact that the first state championship in in program history, and what you're going to find, and you, you already know this, that now those younger girls, not and even the ones that aren't in high school yet, are going to start playing and are, are going to start trying a little bit harder because they're going to want to be able to do this. What what was the support like from, from the community in Michigan for this?
2: Oh, it was unbelievable and wonderful. Um, we had a parade oh. after we won state, and we had fire trucks. There were... I think over 30 different fire trucks from neighboring communities, and everybody was lining the streets, and it was just—it <laughs> it was very awe-inspiring.
4: That you know what I love that, and and there's no doubt that Dawn is already I, now. You'll continue to coach, is that co- correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that you've already started in your mind thinking, okay. I, now my center fielder is graduating, so I'm going to have to find a new center fielder and this player and this player. I know as a coach, we, we don't we don't um, celebrate the the wins long enough. And I'm sure you've already thought ahead about who we're going to have to move to what position. And, and I wish, Don that we as coaches could, could just accept and, and enjoy the, the, the wins and celebrate them a little bit longer than we do. But I'm sure that you haven't done that. But congratulations not only to you, but to your staff. And that that school and that community and and uh, well done. I, I'm uh, it's awesome that uh, that Michigan has won a state championship in girls softball.
2: Thank you very much.
4: We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Kelly. Find out what it was like playing, uh, you know, alongside her older sister and playing for her mom, and uh, congratulate her. Not many people get to win two state championships in their senior year, okay. and she has done that. We're going to talk to Kelly Kruger. On the other side of the break, this is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Oh, Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, I'll tell you, I want to thank Dawn Schimmick, the head coach at Michigan. What a great job she has done with that program. And we are now joined by her daughter, Senior Kelly Kruger and and Kelly, not a lot of seniors that I've ever talked to have won two state championships their senior year, and not just two state championships, but the first two in school history in basketball and softball. Congratulations! Thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. Yeah,
11: thank you for having me.
4: Yeah, you bet. So let's talk first about basketball. Um, That was a heck of a year that you guys had, and. You know, when we talked off the air, you said, look, this was something that we really wanted to do for each other, and it was a really close-knit basketball team. Did you know going into your senior year that you guys had a chance to possibly win a state championship?
11: Um, I think mentally we always knew that we could, but it's always different when you're out on the court, but I knew that as a team, we could do whatever we put our mind to, and we did that, so
4: yeah. You did. There's no doubt, and and, and I'm serious. When when you guys, um, when the dust settles and you get a little bit older, you're going to realize what you've done, not only for that school, but for that community. Um, what position did you play in basketball?
11: I was the point guard.
4: Did, did you, uh, have you always been a point guard?
11: I was always the point guard, yep.
4: Man, a good, great position. I love point guards for sure. Um, were you a pass-first kind
11: of point guard? Yeah, I'm always
4: pass first. And, and looking at the stats of of this team, and especially the cha- the state championship um, game, you know, I, I can tell you that it, there's as a coach, you always get a little bit worried when you got players. You know, you're playing against a team that has number of uh, players that you know have have double digits um, uh, it's points, and then you got a girl that has a lot of assists and very few turnovers. Um, and things like that, but certainly for this basketball team, there are a number of players that that were your go-to players, but certainly one stood out, and she had a big state championship game.
11: Yeah, she really has. She always steps up when she needs to. I mean, along with many, many other players, not even starting five, but even the bench players coming off the bench, I mean, we all know when to step up at certain situations. But we always have a few of those girls that know when they need to step up, and they definitely step up at the right time to help our team.
4: Well, Kylie Schmidt certainly did that, and you had said, look, yeah, you bet. She scored a lot, and she had a lot of rebounds, but there are a lot of other players that hit big games um, in that state championship. Do you remember the feeling that you had after the basketball one, um, Kelly, when, when you guys were leaving um, Green Bay and you are getting in your car and going home, uh, were you just shaking your head going, man, that was that was just awesome to beat a really good mineral point team like that?
11: Yeah, it honestly was surreal. I mean, it does not probably kick in yet, but it kind of sounds cheesy. But I even loved it even more that it was such a close game. Like, you had to stay focused the whole time. It wasn't just like a 20-point blowout. Like, was, uh, like, we actually won. It was like, you have to stay focused, and every second minute counts. So, yeah, it was really fun, and I'm glad that was – my last game in a
4: Card uniform. So. And you, you know what? Um, February 1st for basketball against Howard's Grove, you won 57-52. And then the run, you know, you beat Hilbert by a lot and Elkhart, you beat by a lot and Sevastopol and Ron Colley, um, St. Mary Catholic. And, and, you know, you start the regional and you got some some pretty easy, not easy, but lopsided wins. And Mm -hmm. not until that state championship in the semifinals, you beat fall Creek 55 30 and then mineral point. And like you said, it was close all the way through. And there's something special to, to, to be said about closing out um, a really close game for the first state championship in school history. And, and I hope that you had a chance to, to really kind of reflect a little bit on that and how fun it was playing, winning the state championship with a lot of girls that you had played, I'm sure, in junior basketball with, right?
11: Yeah, so we had five seniors, and four of them started. So, I mean, we definitely knew each other very well, and we just almost did it for each other, not even for ourselves. It was truly a team effort for our coaches, for their players, for the community. It was really magical.
4: Hey, how many of those girls on, on the basketball team played on the softball team? Um,
11: there
4: was six or seven. Wow. Awesome. So let me ask you this, Kelly. Growing up, These are the girls that you played youth softball with, youth basketball with. You've known each other for a really long time.
11: Yeah, it's crazy just like looking in high school how we have that big four-year age difference. I mean, I'm literally playing softball. I'm 18, I'm playing softball with 14-year-old girls. It's crazy how that can all work out. But, I mean, some of those 14-year-old girls are really good softball players. Did you
4: play varsity softball as a freshman? I did. So you remember what it was like about you know being fourteen? Do you remember thinking, "Wow, these girls—they—they're uh, the, the, playing. That the pitchers are way faster than I'm used to. Some of these girls are way bigger and older and stronger than I'm used to." You do you remember those days?
11: Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here just telling you that. I Remember when I was fourteen, thinking, "Oh my, I'm playing against eighteen-year-olds." Like. Right. They're adults. I'm. I don't have my temps yet. Like, it's a really big difference. But yeah,
4: man. It's so. I'm hoping. And and look, I know point guards and I know good point guards and center fielders are, are point guards. I, I know that you have left this program, you know, in really good shape. And I'm sure that that you and the other seniors on this team are really good leaders for those young girls. And and you've passed the baton for them now to continue this program up at Michigan, and, and your hope is they continue the, the winning ways that you have uh, you have left for them, right?
11: Oh, definitely. I mean, on Wednesday nights, sometimes we go to a nearby town and watch our little 8U girls play softball. It's just truly really a really good um, atmosphere of the softball community. We're what? all right there. I mean, we have little 8U, 10U girls coming to our varsity games, cheering us on, being our biggest supporters. It's truly cool because that's what we were when we were little. And now we get to see that all happen over again. And And hopefully they will get the same experience with other 8-year-old, 10-year-old girls.
4: And Kelly, I hope you realize that you're a role model. And and you may be walking through town or, you know, at a grocery store or gas station or a, a restaurant, and these little girls are watching you the way you did. And they're like, man, I can't wait to be her. And and I love that part about a town like Michigan. I can't congratulate you enough. What's going on for you next year? Do you know yet?
11: Um, I'm going to W. Stevens Point and possibly playing softball, but not sure yet.
4: Not sure yet. Yeah. yeah. And why did you pick Stevens Point?
11: Um, honestly, I'm more of a homebody, so I didn't want to go too far. But Stevens Point was right. It was a good spot for me, and I really love the community. Community really in line to be a Michigan, Just a Small, but obviously a college
4: campus, but right. yeah. Well, you know what? Your mom uh, says just great things about you, and, and congratulations to you and this team and the seniors and that entire Mishikot community. Um, I, I know for a fact that there's going to be a day that all this is going to really hit you, and you're going to go, wow, th- those are just some of the best times that uh, that I've ever had. She is Kelly Kruger, senior at Michigan center fielder and point guard two state championships this year as a senior in high school and it just doesn't get any better than that. Kelly, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time.
11: Yeah, thank you for having me.
4: You bet. Thank you for listening. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 a.m. The Fan. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.